viewpoint and opinion shared on Jerry Unfiltered is a culmination of over 20 years of personal experiential knowledge and research into the unification of science and consciousness known as quantum morphogenetic physics, which is a paradigm shifting disruptive science not taught in the mainstream public educational systems. The intention of Jerry Unfiltered is simple, to awaken, to be aware, and to be able to reclaim the original, perpetual life, celestial human potential. Welcome all of the new listeners that are joining us here for the first time. And I want to welcome all of the supporters, all of the listeners that have been with us from the beginning. You know, before I begin, I'm very, very excited to share with all the listeners some important information that may or may not be, you know, relevant in your life and that is as we move into next year which is 2024 there's going to be some exciting times and shifts to our consciousness that are going to be available likewise there's going to be let's say not so great shifts that could affect our consciousness in a negative way so I want to just share with everyone, dare to prepare your consciousness, please. You know, there are times in our lives when there are certain time frames that are important, right, for one's conscious evolution. And one of those times is upcoming next year, around December of 2024. But I'll keep you more apprised of the developments and what we're going to do to help humanity expand and shift their consciousness to a pathway that would lead to eternal life potential as well as conscious at one minute with source consciousness field, right? Now... Today's topic I'm very excited to share with you is one that I wasn't prepared for. I wasn't thinking to do this topic, but because of, let's say, preparation for next year in 2024, I was, let's say, nudged by the Eternals to download the data package that consists of what's known as the Budaya de Apri, which is the BUD-12 Combat Self-Protection System. I know, that's a mouthful. Uh, the philosophy, right? So, the Budaya de Apri is also known as the BUD-12 combat self-protection system. Uh, the Budaya Anahazi translation is Budaya, right? Quiet source spark 
of power, right? Now, the Budaya Dea Pri is the original base 12 self-protection system created to anticipate combat in finite black hole fall systems. And this combat self-protection system originates from the adore side of creation that is the magnetic particle spin side of creation right we live on the electrical particle spin or the itore right and this combat fighting system is used by bud 12 operation teams of the adonai budaya command council and with the exception of a handful of practitioners in the Milky Way galaxy, right? This system is nearly extinct, this training system, right? And the names of all of the Budaya Dea Pri techniques and disciplines I've translated into English Anohazi, and a practitioner of Budaya Dea Pri is called an Aveyun, right? An Aveyun is Anohazi for Eternal One. Now, the Budaya Dea Pri, or I'll call it the Bud 12 Combat Self-Protection System, seeks at one with Source Consciousness, right? And our 12 higher senses, and is commonly referred to as the fiercest and most effective of the eternal self-protection techniques. This system is highly effective at disabling and neutralizing multiple larger invaders, for it was designed to protect and neutralize against the Anunnaki, giants, and draconian invaders. Are you with me? <laughs> so the Budaya Dea Pri is the Eternal's combat self-protection system developed to neutralize, specifically neutralize invaders and multiple attackers in close-range combat situations, right? It emphasizes combat against both unarmed and armed invaders, including those wielding ranged weapons, right? Uh, Budaya Dea Pri, the foundation of this is preemptive stealth combat fighting multiple invaders in any condition, right? Which is a prerequisite for all Bud 12 eternal self-protection combat techniques, which allows the Aveyun, the practitioner to fight in any situation or environment are you with me so to continue this bud 12 combat self-protection emphasizes proper application this is important because it emphasizes proper application of speed technique agility and fluidity which is the ability to flow, right, without thinking from one attack or motion to another effortlessly, right, as well as the use of attacks that use quantum morphogenetic physics and the momentum, the energy generated from coordinated movements that utilizes the practitioner's personal morphogenetic field encryption lattice and BPR, which is the base pulse rhythm, right? And there are techniques such as the base pulse rhythm insertion, which literally nullifies the opponent's core radiation encryption lattice, completely neutralizing any attack that they might launch, right? And another powerful technique is 
the bass pulse rhythm, right? Strike, right? It's a BPR bass strike called the Chakra Danru, right? Which means Chakra separation. Now, the Chakra Danru is meant to damage an invader's Chakra energy system and directly cause internal organ damage as well as to certain limbs and joints, right? And I know it sounds very aggressive, but in actuality, it's a perfect blend of consciousness and physical body. Now, Budaya Dea Pri is also quite effective against large invaders, right? It provides a definitive tactical advantage, first, first off, right? Since it gives its practitioner the ability to analyze an opponent's fighting style, strengths, and weaknesses, right? In order to retaliate accordingly. Therefore, an Aveyun, a practitioner of Budaya Dea Pri, will rarely be defeated in a second combat with a given enemy. Are you with me? Aveyuns also seem to have been, let's say, instilled with a sense of never quit mindset and always remaining calm in dangerous situations, as well as willingness to do whatever it takes, right, to stay alive or carry out a mission. Now, let's go into the origins, shall we, of Budaya Dea Pri. Now, human history on earth extends back much farther than the pre-ancient Sumerian and the pre-ancient Egyptian and the pre-ancient Mayan cultures of historical record, okay? And for many thousands of years, legends, myths, and stories have existed in which the realities of advanced pre-ancient human civilizations were viewed in terms of legitimate historical record. Now, take for example the legends of the sunken civilization of Atlantis. This is only the beginning of our reacquaintance with the lost pre-ancient history of the human race. And since the final cataclysm of Atlantis in 9558 BC, massive efforts to implant disinformation and hide and bury true knowledge of pre-ancient human, human civilization have been made by certain, let's say, interdimensional finite life forces, right? During early uh, Sumerian, Egyptian, and Eastern cultures, information regarding the lost history and the nature of the human condition was brought to earth during different time periods by various groups of interdimensional visitor races from Harmonic Universe 2, 3, and 4, right? Numerous visitor groups from Harmonic Universe 2 and 3 who were interested in exploiting Earth's territory territories for their own purposes, they executed genetic manipulation and provided disinformation and a false history through which they could be seen as false god creators over their earth human races right and those beings are known as the anunnaki all right i know there's tv series such as ancient aliens that are so far up the anunnaki's ass that um, they smell like Anunnaki shit, right? Their noses. Um, the eternal races from Harmonic Universe 3 and 4 periodically intervened in an attempt 
to restore the lost knowledge of human evolution so humanity could remember and fulfill its original creation contract, right? So throughout human history, even in pre-Lemurian and pre-Atlantean times, interdimensional eternal life races brought information to Earth in order to influence and direct the course of Earth human evolution, right? And three of the primary interdimensional eternal races involved with pre-ancient human culture were the Elohai, Emerald Order, the Braharama, Amethyst Order, and the Seraphi Gold Order, Brenau Collectives from Harmonic Universes 4 and 5. The, these three Brenau Orders are the three original founders races that seeded life here in our 15-dimensional time matrix during its last seeding, which was in Earth time, I believe, 950 billion years ago. I know that's a very, very <laughs> long time uh, in Earth time, but in eternal race, uh, there is no time. Now, Budea Dea Pri, right? The bud stands for the Budea race, right? The Aya, right? A apostrophe, a big A apostrophe, apostrophe, small A. Aya means the quiet source spark. Apri, right? A H dash P R capital E. Apri means power in ancient Anohazi. Ancient Anohazi is the original spoken and written eternal language in this 15-dimensional time matrix, right? I'm sorry, the original language was not Sanskrit, Sumerian, ancient Egyptian, or any other Earth-based language, okay? So uh, the Budaya race is actually one of the three founders races <clears throat> on the Adore or magnetic particle spin side of creation. Our cosmos, universe, metagalaxy, our planet is on the electrical particle spin of creation, okay? So, Budea Dea Pri was literally created about 300,000 years ago, Earth time, by the Adonai Budea Command Council, who were appointed as the original security team on the Adore side of creation. Now, they were in charge, right? They were charged with ensuring the protected and unrestricted evolution of all life forms in the harmonic universes uh, and employing the natural laws of quantum morphogenetic field physics, for, which has to do with the law of the cosmos, right? To maintain the structural integrity of our time matrix. Should things go sideways in this time matrix, which they have, right? Uh, so the Budair were called in uh, to assist, <clears throat> so to speak. Now, Budea Dea Pri was utilized in this time matrix approximately 248,000 years ago before the intended invasion of Earth by the <clears throat> Anunnaki races who threatened to again destroy the Earth human lineage as it had done previously in the first and second seedings. Budea Dea Pri was intended to stop warring on Earth and Tara between the Harmonic Universe 2 Syrian Anunnaki race lines of the digressed Harmonic Universe 4, the Dimension 11 Anu Elohim, and the Harmonic Universe 1 and 2 human lines of the Lyran Syrian Brenau orders. The Bud 12 combat self-protection system was also intended 
to prevent Anunnaki races from killing and cannibalizing Earth human lines, right? I mean, shit, there are stories of red-haired giants right throughout human history, from Santa Monica, California, to Sardinia, to Ohio, to the Grand Canyon, uh, to Kandahar, Afghanistan, stories of red-headed, red-haired Anunnaki giants that eat humans, okay? And if you don't believe me, uh, research it, do your due diligence, and you'll find what I am saying holds merit. Now, Budea Dea Pri was the first combat fighting style to anticipate combat with the Anunnaki and Draconians. Are you with me? A training center was established in the Budea Protectorate on the eastern islands on the Adore version of Eartha. And it was here that Budea Dea Pri was developed and taught by 12 of the Budea Command Council's best experts in secrecy for over a hundred years before the Adonai Budea Command Council issued disclosure of the Budani Protectorate contract 248,000 uh, 248, years ago. And <clears throat> what's interesting, along with Illuminati human lines, right? Several divisions of Anunnaki and Draconian races uh, of the Dimension 10 digressed Seraphim had invaded Earth's territories, intending to exterminate the human lineage and capture control of Earth's planetary Templar complex, which is the Stargate system, the planetary Stargate system, right? So 248,000 years ago, which is a very long time, the Harmonic Universe 4, Liren Anuhazi, and Harmonic Universe 2 and 3, Syrian Iyanis, who were known as the Sirius B Blues, right? On behalf of the Harmonic Universe 5, Adonai Budea Command Council presented a gift to the Earth human guardian races of the Budani Protectorate contract. The gift was a specialized combat self-protection training system detailing the methods of neutralizing off-planet invaders such as the Anunnaki and Draconian races and defending the interplanetary Templar complex, which is the planetary Stargate system. Now, this knowledge was delivered by 12 Budea Dea Pri Eternals that were known as the Bud 12, okay? C accompanying these Bud 12, right, was a subsequent team of 12 Aveyuns called the Budani Shield, who were frequency-generating uh, sentinels and guardians, whose purpose was to protect and guard the 12 primary stargates of the interplanetary temple stargate complex, um, as well as serving as scalar electromagnetic combat unit, right? The BUD-12 served as the activation transmitters through which their corresponding Budani shield could be activated to gain Stargate access from Earth, right? Now, when the subterranean temple cities of the Urtites, that's U-R-T-I-T-E-S, Urtites, and cloister races, when they were destroyed in a major cataclysm, 210, 216,000 uh, years ago, so it's 210, 216,000 years ago, 
the Harmonic Universe 2 and 3, Syrian Ianis, were commissioned by the Harmonic Universe 5, Adonai Budea Command Council, to exfiltrate the remaining Bud-12 Eternals and the Budani Shield to Harmonic Universe 2, Sirius B-4, Debrief, right? So the Budani were to return only once human evolution on Earth again was in need of the ability of the Bud-12, right? Now, what happened to the Urtites, right, and the cloister human civilizations? Well, they returned to Earth once the planetary grids restabilized, right? And once this occurred, once the Urtites and the cloister human civilizations returned to Earth, because the planetary grids were stable, the Budaeans sent the Budani shield over to the Urtites and cloisters about 200,000 years ago, but kept the Bud-12 Eternals as reinforcement defense on Sirius B. Now, the beginning of what has become combat martial arts on Earth started with the Urtite and Cloister Earth Templar guardians, right? Who maintained open relationships with the Budaeans of Sirius B. Now, members of the Urtite and Cloister races that were entrusted with the sacred knowledge of the Bud 12 became known on Earth as the monks of Ur. That's U-R, okay? Which was a likeness, okay? Literally kind of like a mirror image of the priests of Ur, guardian organization from Tara, right? So the monks of Ur, they were the ones responsible for ensuring that the Budani shield were not distorted by any means or any way by the fallen, digressed Anunnaki and draconian forces involved on earth okay so the monks of ur were given access to the bud 12 eternals of sirius b on what was uh known as a as needed basis right so the monks of ur advanced the culturalization of the earth human populations in preparation for the scheduled uh, third seating of the 12 tribe human uh, root and cloister races, which began approximately 75,000 uh, years ago, right? With the Ur-Antranian cloister. The Ur-Antranian, that's A-N-T-R-I-A-N cloister. Now, this followed by their Lemurian root race 73,000 years ago. In cooperation with the Sirius B Budaeans, right, the monks of Ur taught the methods of Budaea Dea Pri, right, via verbal translations of data from the Bud 12, right? The knowledge from the Bud 12 were provided to assist the human races of the third seeding in their intended evolution to reclaim their heritage of protectors of the interplanetary stargate complex, right? They were meant to reclaim their heritage of guardians of the planetary stargate uh, system, right? And also to regain their free will right, back from the invader races through self-empowerment, right? So dispensations of knowledge from the Bud 12 via the monks of Ur became the first combat martial arts among the human populations of Earth. Now, I guarantee that 
None of the martial arts on this planet knows or has this information. Okay? So it would be interesting to see what these um, martial arts uh, would say once they hear uh, the truth of the first combat martial arts and where it originated from, right? Now, let's get that's that was the <laughs> that was the origins, okay, of this combat training system. I want to go now into uh, what are known as the Bud Twelve techniques. There are twelve specific techniques, right? Uh, in this cis uh, combat system, self protection system, and the first is called angling, right? That means working the angles or dodging the attack, right? So one of the key foundations is movement and avoiding the direct attack by utilizing effective footwork, right? The feet and legs are the transportation system for your weapons, meaning you are the weapon as well as other weapons you may have, right? This includes blading the body, which is turning or angling the body and head to a different angle or rotation to avoid an attack. So that is uh, the first Bud 12 technique, angling. The second is known as ghosting, right? A basic skill, right, in Budaya Dea Pri is ghosting, right? And it's used primarily as a training exercise, which teaches an Aveyun to stay in their target's blind spot or to get to the back of the attacker as quickly as possible, right? The practical applications it has in actual combat is to evade attacks and move, right, to the most advantageous, advantageous, advantageous attack position, which is from behind the enemy. Are, are you with me? So a favorite technique, uh, this is a favorite technique, uh, ghosting, uh, to assess one's target, right? Right, so you would use ghosting to assess to assess an invader, right? And Aveyun would use it also to ambush their enemies from their blind spot by getting and staying behind them. So, number two is ghosting. Number three is the elbow apri strikes. Remember, apri means power. So for maximum damage right all elbow strikes must be executed with a full range of motion now there are short stroke elbow strikes right like what you see in muay thai but short stroke elbow strikes in budaya dea pri are efficient for stunning the attacker as well as for defense against strikes in close combat situation. So in this BUD-12 combat self-protection system, we go for maximum damage, okay? Because this was designed to neutralize much larger invaders, such as a 9 to 12 foot giant, okay? Um, if you're short stroking any of your strikes, that's not going to do any damage. Okay. So number three is the elbow apri or the elbow power strikes. Number four is joint clinching. Okay. One of the most important moves is joint clinching when defending against an invader with a weapon such as, you know, uh, guns, rifles, knives, um, energy weapons, etc., etc., right? The Aveyun must be able to first 
angle and blade and get out of the line of fire. Two, gain control of the weapon and weapon arm. Three, neutralize the weapon or weapon arm. And four, neutralize the attacker, right? So joint clinching is utilized simultaneously with a secondary technique such as a knee power strike or an elbow power strike or leg sweeps or body throws, okay? Now, this moves to the fifth uh, Bud 12 technique, which is knee apri strikes or knee power strikes. These are one of the most versatile and effective attack techniques, especially against taller and bigger attackers. Are you with me? And when utilized in conjunction with, say, angling or blading, the Aveyun is able to create maximum damage without receiving any damage, right? So this is one of the most versatile and effective attacks. Number six is the leg power strikes, okay? Now, this is not, we're not talking, when we're talking leg power strikes, I'm not talking about these low angled kicks, right, that you see in MMA, right? One of the most powerful and damaging attack techniques are leg power strikes, especially against much taller and bigger attackers. Why? Because the leg power strikes of Budea Dea Pri are meant to break bones, okay? Are meant to cause internal organ damage, right? And remember, hands set up the legs, legs set up the hands. And the leg apri power strikes are designed for maximum damage, right? They're designed to break bones. They're designed to cause internal organ damage on much bigger attackers. And all, right, power techniques, right, whether they're kicks, knees, hand strikes, incorporate what's known as the base 12 phases to efficient and effective power striking, which I will go over uh, uh, shortly. Number seven is redirecting, right? By rotating, angling, or blading your body into an attack made by the attacker, the Aveyun is able to redirect that attack against them, resulting in a counterattack that is stronger than would normally be launched. Are you with me? So redirecting is key, and that involves footwork, right? Now, number eight is the projectile energy punch. This is where it starts to get good, right? Now, this is a quantum morphogenetic field strike, right? That incorporates scalar electromagnetic energy to the impact, delivering more force to the strike, right? And this absolutely includes the base 12 phases to efficient and effective power striking, right? So this moves to number nine, which is the, which I mentioned earlier, the Chakra Danru. Okay, Shakara Don Ru. This is one of the most deadliest moves in Budaya Dea Pri. The Chakra Don Ru really spells out Chakra separation, right? That's what it means. And this is a strike or multiple strikes that delivers a high frequency, let's say, vibration with sound tones, right, to one or several of the attacker's chakras to damage an opponent's chakra energy system. Now, this will directly cause internal organ damage that is associated 
that is associated with that specific chakra that you have uh, utilized this technique on, okay? When concentrating kinetic sound energy, right, when used correctly, can be used to destroy or at least disrupt the function of the brain and or the heart, all right? So this is, uh, this is a very, very deadly move, right? And this is a life or death uh, move. And hopefully you never, no one gets to encounter a very large Anunnaki giant or very large reptilian or a very large draconian, um, you know, like the late Phil Schneider encountered, you know, back in the 90s, um, at the Dulce, New Mexico, deep underground base, right? They sure could have used Budea Dea Pre, okay? So, <clears throat> number 10. This is known as the E Jadun, right? E H E J J H A dash Dun, D U N. Or individual style, right? E Jadun. E Jadun means my wisdom in Budaya Anohazi, right? And these have to do with individual techniques created by each Ave Yun that are unique, that are pretty much uniquely based on their body style, right? And this, E Jadun, this is unteachable, right? This, some Ave Yuns, for example, may have the ability to perform certain moves and techniques easier right than others perhaps due to let's say their background in uh, ballet or dance or military uh, right or, or yoga right um, or they may be uh, <laughs> you know the background may be you know uh, in the flying circus right so to attain the highest ranks of Budaya Dea Pri Ave Yuns are considered the best only once they have developed their own individual style, right? So, for example, one Ave Yun may have an individual style that is focused on, let's say, escape and evasion, uh, while another Ave Yun um, would be uh, proficient in telekinesis, right? Or another Ave Yun. Um, may be an expert in let's say stealth right so an ave yun right when they develop their own individual style these ave yuns they're considered the best of the best okay now number 11 right this technique is known as implosion a cavo <laughs> Implosion Akevo. Now, Akevo means resides within, right? So the English translation is implosion resides within or implosion within. Now, this is an unnamed technique which causes thousands of scalar energy waves to reverberate inside the target's organs, right? Increasing in vibration frequency until they will localize in one area, right? And then when it localizes in that one area within the body, then it eventually oscillates in a specific time and collapses the target's organs. So... In the meantime, the implosion can be, let's say, even transmitted to anyone or anything who physically comes in contact with the target, right? Compacting the affected body part. So this technique, also <laughs> a deadly force technique, is intended to isolate the target uh, from others, right? And cause them, get this, emotional pain before their inevitable transition right so 
This technique cannot be reversed by normal means. So this is known as deadly force, right? And number 12, the 12th, you know, bud 12 technique is known as the base pulse rhythm insertion. Um, this is a technique associated with the most pre-ancient, okay, Adonai Budaya training. And it's only existing right now in the book of the Adonai Budaya. And the base pulse rhythm insertion, um, this is when a Aveyun attunes to the BPR of their opponent, right? So the Aveyun is able to fully nullify the invader or the opponent or the attacker's core radiation encryption lattice, completely neutralizing any attack that they may or may not launch, right? So only Aveyuns from eternal matrices, such as the M31 Andromeda and the Adore side of creation, are able to master this technique. Are you with me? So those were the Bud 12 techniques. Those are the 12 major techniques, right? And now I'm going to go over the training requirements. So an Ave Yun begins training, right? Before they, they begin the Budaya Dea Pri, they must follow and complete the following protocols. They must finish right they must be finished with flame bodies activations uh sacred field blending training levels one two and three right uh biogenesis academy level one and level two are the minimum level three is required for level 10 ranking and above right uh, and uh, the fourth training requirement is Jade body activation and training. Uh, the fifth training requirement would be the actual Bud 12 combat self-protection physical training, which is done live in person here in Reno, Nevada. And the sixth training requirement, once you get up to the highest rankings, has to do with the Adonai Budaya Way Showers program training right which has to do with um transition and uh, death transitions so if you have no idea what i've been talking about in terms of training requirements right flame body sacred field blending etc cetera, etc cetera, i highly uh, recommend that you reach out to us right you can reach out to us um, at info at jrdconsulting.com, right? And, or you can um, contact someone over at Bioregenesis, the staff at Bioregenesis Academy would be a good place to start. Now, there are 12 ranks within the Budaya Dea Pri, right? And an Aveyun can progress up through 12 rankings, right? And these rankings are broken down into groups, right? So you would obviously have the first would be a beginner, right? You have a beginner, you have a trainee, and then an apprentice. They belong to the physical body group. The second group, the light body group, consists of the combat artist uh, moving up to instructor and then moving up to warrior, right? The next group, the dark matter group, consists of the high warrior, the maestro, and the commander ranking, right? And the last group, the spirit body group, that consists of the guardian ranking, the sentinel ranking, and the eternal ranking. Now, in order to be considered entry into the spirit body group, Successful completion of Biogenesis Academy Level 3 PhD is required, right? So this system, this combat self-protection system is the authentic real deal. There is nothing on earth that comes close 
because this is the complete unification of science, of physics, and consciousness. There is no other martial arts, and this is not a martial art, okay? There is no combat system, okay? Because even combat systems such as Krav Maga is devoid of consciousness, of energy. Are you with me? Um, so, that is, I would say, the beginning introduction of the Budaya Dea Pri, right? Uh, this is the Bud 12 Combat Self-Protection System. If you are interested in anything, if you resonate with anything that I've been sharing in this late hour, and you're going to hear my voice, right? Please reach out to us. Please reach out to us. And if you are serious, okay, reach out to us, okay? Because there is not much time to prepare, right? And when I say prepare, dare to prepare. We don't know what's coming next year, tomorrow, next month, next week, right? So you must prepare and be prepared for anything. Until next episode, right? I'll leave you with this. Truth is stranger than fiction, is it not? But wouldn't you love to live your life in truth than I I know I would. That's it for this episode of Jerry Unfiltered. Until next month, source bless, take care.